we think that it really becomes impossible to experience the highs of the human experience if you don't also allow ourselves to experience the lows. And so when we start to suppress or ignore anger, sadness, rage, pain, the uncomfortable feelings, we actually also limit the scale of feeling happiness, excitement, or joy. What if these emotions and feelings that are suppressed actually have value and wisdom to give us? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Startup Parent Podcast. This is the show where we get to talk to working parents, entrepreneurs, and business leaders about what it looks like to raise kids while also building companies. If you're in the thick of it with your career or your business and you've got little ones at home, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Sarah K. Peck. Welcome back, everybody, to the 10 Core Values series. We are doing a series of 10 episodes looking at our core values. Today, we get to talk about number eight. One of the hardest things about being a CEO or being a manager or a leader is finding and carving out space to think. That is one of the reasons why I made the Wise Women's Council. Twice a month, we bring wise, vetted experts in to support you in your leadership development. Our core business trainings help CEOs and leaders make complex decisions more easily, learn how to say no, learn how to ask for help, and build a life and a business based on whole person leadership principles. Our leadership sessions support you in deepening your own internal wisdom, building at your personal growth edges, and improving your stamina and energy reserves. It's called the Wise Women's Council. We've been running it for six years now, and we open only twice a year for enrollments, once in the spring and once in the fall. If you want to find out more about this program and what people have to say about it, head over to startupparent.com slash WWC. Number eight, feelings matter. This is one of my favorite of all of our philosophies. So feelings matter. What does it mean? I hope you're nodding along, listener, and maybe you already know inside what this means and you know what it is that we're going to be talking about. This one is both a hard one and it's a simple one. And I like to think of what Carl Jung says about life being a paradox. His quote is, the paradox is one of our most valuable spiritual possessions. Only the paradox comes anywhere near to comprehending the fullness of life. So here we go. Let's dive into this paradox. Our emotional landscapes, our feelings, who we are inside, it is so important and it's so often undervalued. And in the business landscape today, in the work culture that we have today in our society, a lot of it says that feelings don't matter. Buck up, pretend, ignore it, hustle past it, push through it. All of these tools are tools to use to get past the human experience and to go beyond it in order to achieve this model of what we think it means to work. Yet, I'm not convinced, based on one of our previous core values, that what work looks like today is actually working. So we believe in the call for a greater emotional dexterity, more resilience within our emotions, a better understanding of them, the ability to name them, to map them. 
there's a subtle nuance here because it's not just feeling the storm clouds. Like if you've ever seen a toddler and they get taken over by a storm cloud of emotion and they, my toddler, you know, he spins into a rage sometimes. But I wanted that thing. Ah! It's not about just being subject to the flits and the whirling dervish of the emotions, but it's not ignoring them either. It's being able to know them and feel them and work with them. So in no uncertain terms, this core value means that you are allowed to be your whole self and all of you is welcome at the table in the room. To us, this one says all of you is welcome here. We don't operate this way yet in society or in work, at least not in my experience. And in the experiences I see in the women that I'm interviewing, a lot of times we keep stuff hidden away or we forego talking about it or we ignore the feelings that we have. And for me, pregnancy was this wake-up call. It said, you will pay attention right now. Hello, Sarah, pay attention. And through it, I started to learn that these emotions and these feelings that have been suppressed actually have a lot of value and wisdom to give us. In Brene Brown's recent book, Braving the Wilderness, she talks about pain. And this quote I'll read, she says, not caring about our own pain and the pain of others is not working. And she asks a question, how much longer are we willing to keep pulling drowning people out of the river one by one, rather than walking to the headwaters of the river to find the source of the pain? So much of the work that we do is symptomatic. We look at a symptom and we address it rather than finding the root of the problem. Where is the pain coming from? Where is the feeling coming from? Her book is all about doing those things that feel scary and uncertain and risky and wandering into new territory. But pain has a purpose. She says pain is unrelenting. It will get our attention. Despite our attempts to drown it in addiction, to physically beat it out of one another, to suffocate it with success and material trappings, or to strangle it with our hate, pain will find a way to make itself known. This is true in labor. I remember when my doula told me this story about pain and childbirth. And people asked, why is childbirth so freaking painful? Like, what is the purpose? And she said, the pain had to be great enough for it to get our attention. And this was really fascinating to me because think about when you have different signals that start out as a whisper and a hint and different feelings, and you're able to override them and say, oh, I won't pay attention now. Like, going to the bathroom. Raise a hand if you've ever been sitting and doing work and gotten the signal from your body, I've got to pee. And you go, I'm just going to cross my legs and sit here and get this next thing done. And you keep going until the signal is loud enough. And it's like, hello, time to go now. You can't put this off any longer. What's the same with childbirth? She said the pain needed to be loud enough to focus you, to make you stop doing anything else and get you right here in the present moment and doing the thing that your body had to do. And I thought that was so wild about how our emotions and our feelings work to teach us things. We're going to take a quick break. If you are thinking about joining us in the Wise Women's Council, make sure you apply to join us during our spring or our fall enrollment. Head to startupparent.com slash WWC to find out more about the Wise Women's Council. All right, let's get back into it. How do we listen in? How do we start to tap into this wisdom? 
we think that it really becomes impossible to experience the highs of the human experience if you don't also allow ourselves to experience the lows. And so when we start to suppress or ignore anger, sadness, rage, pain, the uncomfortable feelings, we actually also limit the scale of feeling happiness, excitement, or joy. What if these emotions and feelings that are suppressed actually have value and wisdom to give us? And it's different across gender and experiences of sex. So women in this society in general are put into silos where they're encouraged to feel sad or tired. Those are expressions that are allowed. But they're less trusted if they express anger or frustration, right? To be an angry woman is to be diminished or ignored. And that word hysterical, right? That means you're untrustworthy. Why we have feelings named after our body parts is astounding. And men are also put into lanes. They are expected to show bravado and aggression, confidence or anger. But they are not often expected to show fear, sadness or sorrow. Boys don't cry. That quote is such a shaming thing we do to the men in this world, the men and boys. There's a documentary, I believe it's called The Masks We Wear, and it talks about how the phrase, be a man, is one of the most damning phrases we can use for the men in our lives. Men, women, and more, all humans have such a rich range in their emotional landscapes, and we believe that allowing us to experience our feelings allowing us to start to name them, to experience them, name them, understand them, listen to them, even just sit with the question, what is this? What is this feeling? Where is it? Where is it in my body? How does it feel? What happens when I feel it? What are the words I have to feel this? That is a tool that leads us to higher levels of consciousness, of connection, of personal well-being, and of growth. Now. What's really interesting to bring this back around to the business side, I started in the beginning to talk about how in business, we're not supposed to express these feelings and these emotions. But in business, one of the very definitions of what startups and products and businesses do is that they're to exist to solve what? They solve a pain point, right? We're trying to reduce friction and solve customer pain points. That's the technical term. We're trying to help people make their lives better. And what we have to do in order to do business well is to identify the emotions that people are feeling at any given time and understand and empathize with their experience. But arguably, how do we understand and empathize with somebody's experience if we're not willing to understand our own experience? So this is, I think, the crucial loop that has not been closed when we try to separate business and human emotions because they can't be separated because businesses exist to solve human problems. And in order to get better at solving human problems, we also need to get better at understanding the human experience. So in two words, feelings matter. The question for today's episode, what are the words for the emotions that you feel the most? How do you access your own emotions and feelings? And what words have you not ever used to describe your feelings? So take a minute and reflect on this episode. Tell us what you think about it. What does it mean when you hear me say that feelings matter? What's your response to that as a business philosophy? Go ahead and leave your reflection over on the blog. We have a blog post for every single episode and you can get 
straight to the blog post from the show notes in whatever place that you're listening to your podcast. If it's in iTunes, just click on expand in the show notes and click on the link. And then you can hop right over and leave a comment on our blog and see what everybody else is sharing with their experiences. So grateful to have you here on this journey with us. And we will bring you to number nine next. I want to tell you a couple of things that people have said about the Wise Women's Council. One of our members said, the business support is top notch. On one of our calls, one person said, my mind is already blown and we're only seven minutes in. Hillary said, Sarah, you are one of the best facilitators I have ever met. And Dana said, if you're somebody that regularly designs community or holds space for other people, here's a place where you don't have to because Sarah has figured it all out for you and you can just be when you're in this space. Caroline said once on a call, she said, I'm normally one of those people that's thinking all the time about how you can facilitate something better. And Caroline said, I don't have to do that when I'm with you. Michelle said it's one of the only places she doesn't have to code switch between so many different identities. She doesn't have to hide being a mom. She doesn't have to hide being a business owner. She doesn't have to explain herself over and over again to different people and have them not understand her. If you are living at the intersection of parent, mom, business owner, leader, entrepreneur, facilitator, or you are running a company, come check out the Wise Women's Council. That's a place I made for you. It's what I needed when I first became a parent, and we've been running this program for six years. Head to startupparent.com slash WWC to find out more about the Wise Women's Council and apply to join us today. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. It is a pleasure to be in conversation with you. You can find out more about everything we talked about and all of the show notes here on your podcast player, or you can head to our website, startupparent.com. I want to give another shout out to all of our amazing sponsors who help make this show possible. We are so grateful to get to work with you and partner with so many wonderful companies and organizations that are dedicated to making life better for entrepreneurs, female founders, and working parents. If you are interested in sponsoring the show and partnering with us, then head to startupparent.com slash sponsor, and you can send a note to our sponsorship team. Did you know that we have a new Substack and we have a secret podcast? Oh, yes, we do. Head to Startup Parents Substack. The link is startupparent.substack.com. I'll put the link in the show notes and check out our secret podcast. When you become a paid backer, when you upgrade your subscription and you join our community, you get lots of perks for being a community member. For our paid backers, I host a monthly private podcast where I dig into the nitty gritty of business building and parenting and everything in between. Listeners and readers get to submit questions, then I pick one or two each month and we dive deep into it. In addition, for our paid backers, we host our Startup Parent Monthly Book Club. This is where we get to talk about interesting books with other smart and interesting and kind people. And I run book club a little bit differently. You can read the book if you have time, but chances are you don't always have time to read the book. So the way I host book club is that anyone can join whether or not you've read the book because I give you a summary of it up at the beginning and then I frame up four questions from the book that we can talk about and you'll always be in rooms with other people that have read the book so we can share knowledge and wisdom. The purpose of book club is to have rich and interesting and insightful conversations not to judge you on whether or not you had a chance to read a book. So our secret podcast and our private book club those are just two of the perks that we offer for people who become community members and 
That's not all. I love getting to say that phrase. That's not all. There are actually a lot of other perks, and I'm going to let you discover them when you go to our Substack. Last but not least, if you liked this episode, I would be grateful if you would leave us a review. It means a lot to the show, and it helps other people find us. So definitely leave a review. I read every single one of them, and I'm so grateful when I see your name in my inbox and when I see that people are leaving more reviews. So thank you for doing that. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, and I will see you on the next episode.